good afternoon. It's not afternoon yet. It's uh, close to afternoon. Six minutes. Six minutes till noon time. Uh, it's almost high noon. Mm. How are you guys doing? Doing good. Doing How good. Are you? I I am doing phenomenal. We have Sundar and we have Kyle, Pastor Kyle, in the in the building. Um, and by building, I mean podcast room. Mm. Uh, to be more specific, in case you want to know our current location, uh, Kyle, what are you looking forward to this week the most? Just in general, in your life. Um, you know, there's so many things. So many things to look forward to, um, like us playing footsie under the table just then. We did. <laughs> that was awesome. I did not know. I thought I thought the table had an extra leg underneath. It turned out it's, it was your leg. It's mine. It's um, my leg. So no. Um, I don't know. That's hard. Well, I am preaching for Pastor Aaron on Wednesday night. That's cool. So, uh, That's uh, I'm looking forward to that. I still got to figure out what I'm doing. He did ask me last night. And so Wowzers. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, I can do that. I think I have an idea, but um, with that, it's always, you know, whenever he says, do whatever you want, it's like, you know, I'm, there's, there's so many, so options. many there's options. So many options. You know yeah. who told me a week and a half ago that I could teach on whatever I want uh, come come January 1st? Yeah. It, Pastor Kyle. Yeah. Kyle Weeks told You're me welcome. that. So You're thank welcome. you. But, for but I also did it a month. <laughs> you, yes, a lot more time. <laughs> a lot more time. But it's almost so much time that it's like. I have so too much time. I can overthink right. it. You know what I mean. Whereas this, for you, it's like so. You just, guys, watch out. That Sunday morning is going to be like two hours. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's going to big church. That's right. <laughs> um, we're all staying here. All stayed here. Um, well, we got a fun one to talk about today. Uh, one that's a little bit touchy. One that's a little bit exciting. Um, one that's a little bit racy. Uh, we're going to be talking about racy, <laughs> racy. <laughs> uh, we're going to be talking about uh, giving. Mm. tithing um we're gonna be talking about your money um i want to lead with uh the great philosopher's quote from the late 1990s uh notorious big um as he said mo money mo problems (laughs) (laughs) mo money mo problems stanley you of all people should know that (laughs) (laughs) oh man good office quote always can throw one out there every now and then always um so i want to open it up by asking the question what is tithing Mm. what is tithing Mm. where did it come from where do we get this idea because it's a very churchy word it's a word that we've heard grandmothers tell us um it sounds like you have a lisp when you say it if you say it too quickly in the rest of your sentence um so what is tithing um i think for most of us who have grown up you know in a christian household we were just told you know by our parents hey you give a certain amount of money every single month to the church maybe every single week who knows um but normally that number, when we think of tithing, is normally about 10%. Mm-hmm. So basically just 10% of your annual income, um, you just send that to the church. Yeah. And that's really all tithing is. I think for us um, in today's culture, in our um, church culture that we live in today, I think that's this 10%. Yeah. I think that is the amount that yeah. we give, and that's what we consider to be tithing to yeah. today. Mm-hmm. And where does, this, where does this number of 10 come from? Is Well, it, it comes from Scripture. Yeah. Um, and, and we see it. Uh, in the Old Testament specifically, uh, where they would, uh, they were kind of giving back to what God had given them. And so tithe literally means tenth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so um, it, it was giving God the first fruits of what you have received from him as a, um, not only an appreciation for what he's done, but then in the New Testament, you see, it was to also further his ministry and give to those. Uh, actually, the Levites were the original recipients of the tithe um, because they were teaching people, then they were educating people, but they didn't have any source of income. Right. So it was like what they did with those first fruits was they would give it to the Levites and, and it would help them kind of do, do their what, priestly yeah, duty. Yeah, to mm-hmm. do what they do. They had and, to eat. Right. Absolutely. Um, and so we get it from the Old Testament. 
and uh, it's something that's been carried on into the the New Testament church even up till today. But I want to ask a question, um, and it's it might stir the pot a little bit, but and I don't have an opinion necessarily one way or the other. I would love to know though: is tithing biblical? Um, as in, mm. is it required for a believer to give a tithe? Mm. What do you think, Pastor? Well, Scripture mandates it. Mm. And so I think the easiest thing to say is yes. I think it is one of those things that, um, like you said, it's such a touchy subject mm. because it, it it deals with such a touchy like object. object. My money. Right, my, I worked for this. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so... The, the the reason that I think that um, it, it is such a just a nuanced topic or something or not nuanced, a, a taboo topic or just yeah. something that just isn't talked about a lot is because it does deal with such a um, sacred object. And so uh, it's just something we don't talk about it. But but y- we do see in Scripture it is mandated. Right. Paul. Um, and his epistles continues to thank the churches for sending their money um, so that he can go and do what he does. Right. And so that was the main thing that it was known for is, hey, we're still called to give back to God what he's given to us. Um, but at the same time, um, we we do that to also support, you know, the, the ministry that's happening. So uh, it is still something that's mandated. But I just think it's something that isn't talked about a whole lot. And if it is, it's like, Hey, let's not harp on this, but let's just quickly address this. And then if it is addressed, it's like, I'm not talking to, if you're new to the church or you're not a member, which I often, a lot of times with pastors, it's like, so what we also almost inadvertently do when we say that is like, so someone could be like, Oh, so if I don't want to give, I just don't, I just Hmm. don't become a member, but I can still sit here and be under this, right? Hmm. Now, the goal is as they're there, it's like through conviction of the Holy Spirit, you hope, okay, we get money towards that. But I I think it's one of those things that we just try not to spend too much time on because we don't want to feel like we're beating people over the head with it. Hmm. But at the same time, um, it is something that's mandated in Scripture. And I think especially for college students, um, you know, it's almost like, oh, when do I start tithing? Do I start yeah. tithing like when I get mm. like a, a, a real, when I get a real job, like a real job or when I grow up. <laughs> right. Um, because there's some people that's like, Hey, like I'm not making over 20 something thousand dollars a year. So that's not really like a big job. But when I start, get that, you know, again, that real job at 78, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. when I can start, you know, mm-hmm. giving or, uh, do I start tithing when I get married or do I, hmm. do I start tithing when I get out of my parents' house? Because like I get what my parents give me. And so like, do, since they tithe on that, do I still have to tithe because of it? And then, hmm. you know, we just kind of get into this whole thing. So yeah. I think it's just such a untalked about thing, Yeah, but it is seen in scripture. And so at some point we got to right. wrestle through it. Absolutely. And I think now's a great, a great time to kind of wrestle in that mm-hmm. way. And you mentioned not, uh, we have these services where we say, Hey, you know, if you're not, if you're not a member or, you know, if you're just a guest here today, don't, don't feel pressure. Um, and I think we say that because there's a general idea, uh, in American culture of the, well, the, well, the church just wants my money. The ch- that's why I don't go to church. I don't go to church because every time I'm there, they say we need you to give this much money or we have this new thing happening. And so you better give, hmm. um, to which I would respond, well, this isn't for you. Um, and, and, and quite frankly, um, I, we, you should not give. And I say that because it is, it is mandated for specifically the life of, of the believer. 
not for the unbeliever because an unbeliever can't quite understand why you would do it right because a fundamental part of giving or tithing is trust right. it's a it's a fundamental idea that you must trust god in order to give to god for sure and say you know what lord i actually believe that that you don't need my money but but you can multiply this for use for your kingdom far better than i could and, right. in, and in all reality god i trust you to know that this didn't even come for me in the first place. Right. I didn't. I didn't give myself the job that made these funds happen. I didn't make the crops grow. Yeah. I mean, you think about like, you, throw, you know, throw it on back to the, to the time of antiquity where most people's job was just to provide the next meal they were going to eat, right. and to take away your first fruit, your first bit, and your first like lump, if you will, and say, God, you're the one who made this grow, hmm. not me. I'm not going to say it was easier for them then, but it was very, uh, it was much more uncontrollable in the sense that they did not have a fixed salary, right? right? That's true. They yeah. didn't know I'm going to make $85,000 this year. Mm-hmm. What they might have thought, or what they knew was, if it rains, then I'll be able to get, I'll, I'll be able to give and provide for my family. If it doesn't rain, I can't provide for my family. And so they had this clear recognition that everything that they had was a blessing from God. Right. And and it's harder for us to see that because we have these salaries or these these rates per hour that make us think like I did this. Like right. this yeah. is from me. And so let me ask to you guys, mm-hmm. what is the role of giving in the life of the believer? Specifically giving money. Mm-hmm. What is the role of 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 uh taking your your gifts from God and giving it back? Does God need it? Um, I think there's a couple different things we see throughout Scripture. Um, the first is understanding like tithing in the Old Testament, um, because obviously tithing was um, commanded under the Old Covenant. It was commanded under the Old Law. Yeah. Um, and what's interesting is that there were multiple different um, types of tithes that were commanded in Scripture to be given by God's people. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of them actually combined um, almost amount to nearly 25% right, right. of their income. Um, but what we see under Christ is that Christ has fulfilled the old covenant and now yeah. he has established the new covenant thank god i don't have to get my money exactly okay, yeah. good right that's where um, we're going but so now what we see i think in the new testament is we don't see much um, of a picture of tithing but rather we see a picture of giving wow and so that's now good. because christ has fulfilled the law it's no longer about trying to do this legalistic routine but what rather it's now from our hearts we give generously and so i think what we see um in the life of the church today in the life of the believer is that we give generously, we give sacrificially, and we give joyfully. Mm. Um, because in Christ, we aren't um, you know, bound to um, the regulations of the old law, but now it's all about the heart. It's all about, you know, Christ has given us a new heart, um, and so now we give um, out of joy. We give out of a heart that wants to honor Christ, a heart that wants to serve others. Um, and then we see throughout the New Testament um, the church um, giving in certain ways. Uh, we see them give to support the needs of others. Uh, we see them um, giving to support Christian workers. Um, we see them give to expand Christian outreach yeah. um, to promote the gospel. So ultimately, we see giving as supporting the church, supporting the needs of the poor, um, you know, supporting missionaries as they were going out to make disciples, and ultimately just supporting um, and financially giving to um, the spread of the gospel further. Yeah. So, so to that, I would ask, like, would you tell someone to start at 10%? I guess actually that, that's probably a question uh, to ask a little bit later, unless you want to address it now. I think, y- yes. Mm-hmm. So if if I'm training my kids to tithe, 
I think that's where I start, right? It, it's, hey, Everett, for your allowance, you get $5 this week. But what we're going to do is we're going to take 50 cents and we're going to put it in the offering plate at church because that's giving back to God. So like what dad just gave you is what God had given him. And so like he's giving that to you. You're being blessed with it. So it comes from the Lord. So we're going to start understanding how to tithe and we're going to put that back in the offering plate. Right. And so um, I think you start at 10 percent because, again, um, one of the great things about the tithe was that it transcended all socioeconomic classes and all political realms right so like it wasn't like hey you have to give like taxes you have to give this much each month it's more like hey give 10 percent of what you have right so it was good or bad right so the parable of the the widow that goes in with Mm -hmm. her her basically two cents and puts it in compared to the rich man that goes in jesus is like yeah but he gave like out of abundance, out of abundance. Yeah. she gave like everything. everything like that's that's what she had right and he's teaching us this idea of it doesn't matter if because i have all this money so like that's where a lot of people think uh you were talking about earlier some guy you know said uh don't give until you're out of debt because it's someone else's you yeah. know debt or something like that or like the idea of is it when i make a certain amount of money that i give um, but what Jesus is saying is like, even this woman that doesn't have a lot, mm-hmm. like she's still giving because she understands what she's still called to do. Yeah. And so, you know, for me at one point, you know, making like $800 every two weeks, a paycheck, like trying to make it through life. Yeah. Um, you, you go back and you're like, bro, 80 bucks is a lot. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's even, a lot of meals. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Like, oh dude, $5 pizzas at little Caesars. <laughs> like. We we just What's the math on that. That's eighteen pizzas. Yeah, I hope. 16, I don't know. I said that 16. really confidently. Okay, sixteen <laughs> is right. You're yeah, close, you're close. <laughs> take it. Uh, but it's like, yeah, that's like sixteen pizzas. Like, dude, like. But at the same time, again, it's touching a subject that's so tough because we're now we're talking about how I live. Wow. And and I think a lot of people, it's like, okay, I can give up seeking out the pleasures of this world yeah. to follow Christ. I can give up. I'll get off social media. Yeah, I'll give up social (laughs) media. I'll give up watching, you know, these movies with nudity in it. I'll I'll give up listening to this music that has terrible profanity. You know what? My money is where I draw the line. Like, like I'm drawing the line here. I get to keep (laughs) something, right? Um, Because that's the mentality. Um, But at the same time, it's almost like we've completely eliminated, you know, the element of, uh, being poor in spirit uh, because poor in spirit stops when I ain't poor in finances like mm. or it poor in spirit stops when when I am poor in finances like so either one sometimes it's I don't make enough and so tithing just is so hard and and I can definitely relate to that one and other times it's I'm making so much but it's like I don't want to give that up because right. I can use it to do all this other stuff right. and spend it on here and I think the importance of tithing is it speaks to one of the easiest idols that we make, so which true. is our finances, because it's, again, I can surrender my pride to be humble. I can surrender all of these personality traits, or I can surrender, you know, desperately wanting a spouse and waiting on the Lord and, and going about that the right way. Um, but when it comes to my living and when it comes to, like, the comfortability that I'm willing to have, um, tithing then gets really touchy. Can I say though, I think you, you, 
yes, it is easier to give up my pride in some ways. Like, sure, you know, I'll stop making all right. these posts on Facebook about how yeah. I'm doing so good in my job. So everybody pats me on the back and says, congrats. But I think it actually is a level of pride if we are, um, if we're withholding of what God has given us. And I sure. say that in the sense that it's this, it's this idea, and you touched on it, that I could handle my money better than God can. Mm-hmm. In fact, I'm a better God of my resources than God is of my resources. Right. And it comes down, I think, again, it boils down to do you trust God? Right. Um, and that's why I think Paul in 2 Corinthians 9 uh, says this in verse 7. Each one must give as he has decided in his heart, mm-hmm. not reluctantly or under compulsion. For God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound to you so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work as it is written. He has distributed freely. He has given to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. Um, I'm going to keep going because it's so good. Verse 10. He who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. And this kind of brings me to a question I've wrestled with a lot um, in my life, which is is this. Um, Does God bless you based on your giving of your finances? Uh, Or does God curse you based on your withholding of your finances? And if he does bless you, does it look like your best life now were to Joel Osteen? What does it what does it look like if he does or if he doesn't kind of talk to me about that? Um, I think in regards to the blessing that we receive when it comes to giving, I think I think a lot of people, especially in the culture we live in today, can immediately think, oh, if we give God's going to bless us materially. Mm. Yeah. But I think there's a difference between material blessing and spiritual blessing. Right, that sowing of the seed, you know, when you get into that word of faith, you know, movement. Like that person that is going, oh, they just want my money. They're just exactly. trying to yeah. do all this stuff. Mm-hmm. All, they immediately it popped in my head is that Creflo Dollar scene. was like, <laughs> yeah. if I trust God for a $40 million plane, you can't, you know, like you can't stop me or whatever. Yeah. Because it's like, you know, oh, they just want my money because the pastor's trying to be filthy rich yeah. or they're just trying to do all this other stuff. And so sure. then they trick you and they go. No, 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 no. What you're doing is you're planting a seed that God will bless you materially mm-hmm. later on. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you're struggling financially, right? And it's the most dem- demonic, yeah, selfish, arrogant thing ever is they're like, oh, you're struggling financially now? Well, you know if you give us $100 that you could ma- – God's going to take that and turn it into 1000 It's easy. aggressively yeah. manipulated. It's oh, ridiculous. Oh, my gosh, yeah. dude. Yeah. And, and it is so, like – And no wonder there's a distrust – with the church mm-hmm. oh, and its yeah. finances. I, I could see it. For real. I could see it. But I think it's been this this bad theology that has been promoted. Yeah. And I, I think when we look at the blessings that we get, because obviously um, I think God does sometimes bless us materially. Not always. That's never a guarantee. Mm-hmm. But in the instance of maybe God gives you this job, maybe where you're making over 100 k but he gives you more so that you can give more. Yeah, So wow. you can give more back. Um, so maybe like you're in this position, you have um, a job, you're making six figures a year, but I think it's recognizing, okay, I have this job. How am I stewarding the resources right. God has given me and how can I actually give more sure. because yeah. I, God has blessed me with so much. But then I think on the flip side of that as well, if God doesn't bless us materially, I believe he always blesses us spiritually. Right. That's great. Because in our giving, again, um, going with the fact that we're giving out of our hearts, out of joy, 
as an act of worship, ultimately we're doing what, what we were created to do, and that is worship God and give him the glory alone. And if we are doing that from a heart of worship, then we will be blessed. We will find more joy and we will find more peace and satisfaction right. because we are giving God the glory. Yeah, that's the awesome. The well, and two things I want to point on. So what you just said, I think, for me, supports the idea of starting at 10%. Because so many people, they're like, you know what, I'm just going to give 100 bucks a week. But let's say they get a new job. Either they have a pe- they have a presence of mind or a conviction of going. All right, I was giving a hundred when I was making this, so now I'm going to go to this and I'm going to cheerfully give. I think ten percent. I think you can have a set number and still cheerfully give yeah. mm-hmm. because you're going. Obviously, if this goes up, that means God is blessed more. Praise God. We're going to just keep, you know, cheerfully giving because he is, you know, we have abundantly received. Right. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's the one, you know, one point that you said that that uh, I just wanted to add on to in agreement. And the second thing, though, is um, your, your last point, And it's a thousand percent true. The irony is, is when I'm faithful to read his word, he is his word never returns void. He is Mm -hmm. faithful to bless me spiritually by shoring up faith or by uh, teaching me, by making me more like Christ. When I am faithful in seeking him out in prayer, um, he is faithful to hear those prayers, petition for them on my behalf. um, And then he answers them how he sees fit. And I get to just rest in the fact that he knows what he's doing. Um, The irony is, is though, um, when it comes to financially, it's not I'm going to submit to him this and hope that through this he teaches me something or he molds me or that he helps me to be more of a, a cheerful giver. It's I'm doing this because I want to test him because I want more. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. And that's not all the time, but that's how it can be misconstrued for a lot of people is like. Um, I, I can sacrifice reading my word. I can sacrifice prayer. I can sacrifice living my life this way to get more of him. But it's like in giving, it's like, but if I don't give, does that mean he's going to take away my re- finances? Wow. Because I don't hmm. I don't want to do that. And I think that's what stops a lot of cheerful giving. We don't give because what we don't want in return is God. We just want more money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. I, I think that's well, I, and of course, that's a blanket statement. I don't sure. want to say that for everybody. But I think for a lot of people, it's like, you know, I give because I want him to give me more, yeah. not I'm, I'm offering this to him. Or it's the same way of I read my Bible to check off a box. I pray just to say I can pray. I give not only to say I can give, but I think this is one of those loopholes where, like, even if you don't mean it to be, like, genuine, he still might, like, give right. you a little kickback. Yeah. Or And then, then the flip side is if I don't give, that's why, like, my tire – popped that's why you know my 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 premium went up because i can't i don't think you can say well god's punishing me right now because i forgot to tithe this month or i i i you know sinfully withheld tithing this month and that's why he's doing it because then i think it it makes it seem like god's a a police officer in the sky with a radar gun just Mm -hmm. waiting for you to step out of line so he can crack the whip or or he can you know write the ticket and go see you did this now you have to pay the fine yeah go to court Uh, fool right and and so i think with tithing there's so many like because we always try to find this, you know, and we talked about this a little bit in Sunday school, you know, this idea of faith without works is dead, mm-hmm. but we can go such the extreme to where it's like, I don't have to really do works because all I got is faith. 
with James says, you know, say, you know, you say you have faith, but I show you my faith by my works. But then at the same time, people are like, am I doing enough to show this faith? Or if I'm, or is there a way that before I die, I do some, I do a work that doesn't show that faith. And then I die, it's over and I go to hell. And so it's like, well, hang on a second. We're, we're putting so much emphasis on again, us yes that we're yes. that we're not really focusing on what this does for the lord and so i think tithing is specifically one of the biggest things that we focus on us and when we do that it's all about either what we get out of it or what we don't get out of it rather than what we're giving to the lord and how we're sacrificing to him mm. yeah that's good. I, I, I'll, I'll read on with second corinthians 9 because it's just it hits right on the head with what you both were talking about he who supplies seed, I'm going to reread verse 10. He who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed. So what is he going to multiply? For sowing and increase the harvest of. What's the harvest going to be? Of your righteousness. Mm-hmm. So the harvest that you return back is not necessarily more money. Mm-hmm. Uh, what it what it can certainly be, though, if you give cheerfully, is a harvest of righteousness. You, yeah. you, you are going to be kinder. You are going to be more loving. You are going to be more caring. And you, you giving, and here's what I'll say, you giving with the intention of saying, you know, God, I want you to use this to sanctify me is not the same thing as, God, I want you to, I'm, I want you to use this so I can get more money back. Right. It is not the same formula of, of you know, I put in money and then God, my ATM uh, or lottery ticket is going to give me back more money. Sugar daddy. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, what, my, what, yeah what, my sky daddy. Right, that's right. Like, <laughs> so, so sky daddy's going to give me back all the money I need. And right. it's like, wait, no. And so this is different than that in the sense that that if I'm saying, God, use this to sanctify me because I know I really love holding on to my money, mm-hmm. but I know I want you more. Um, so ha- have this. That's so much more of a heart of God, not my will, but yours instead of God, do my will. I want more money. Do my will. Because right. God could your righteousness could look like. Uh, God actually not returning you that money financially, you uh, being more dependent upon him, you understanding your need for him all the more. And I'll I'll go into verse 11. You will be enriched in every way to be generous in every way, Mm -hmm. which through us will produce thanksgiving to God. Yeah. And and so he's like, we'll glorify God because you give it because it's benefiting our ministry, like how we do our our ministry here. So it's not just what it gives you like. It's what it's going to cause us to do. Yes, it, it is a it is a Thanksgiving all the way around. Yeah. yeah, it 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 makes the it brings the spirit of like the person who's giving is going. God, thank you so much that you gave this to me. I, I just want to give it back. And the person who's receiving it, whether it's a pastor or a ministry or it is just the church, is just saying, God, thank you for supplying us so we can continue on the work of your gospel. And it's it's awareness that you pointed to, Kyle, which is that God. It needs to be glorified and he needs to be known. And so we are going to just do whatever we can to to move that needle forward. Right. And you know what the crazy thing is, is that um, if you if you think about it, if someone reads their Bible multiple times a day for the simple fact of I'm trying to grow in righteousness, Mm. nobody bats an eye. If someone's praying multiple times a day because they're like, I want to grow in righteousness, I want to be filled with more of the Holy Spirit. Nobody says anything. But if someone like gives every day either every day or above and beyond for, for right. that fact, people go, is are you crazy? crazy? Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Are, 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 is everything okay? Hey, you should probably be more wise. Right. Like, mm-hmm. like that, that's not being a good steward. And, and I think the crazy thing is it's like with that mentality that Paul's telling us, have you, 
rarely. I'm not going to say I've never because I don't want to insult any man that I've like I've been ever teaching. But you rarely hear, hey, what you get back is not necessarily money, but mm. but God's going to do a greater work yes. in you in the mm-hmm. soul, yes, rather than your wallet. Wow. And 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 that's that's the point. Yes, and so. I think I've heard that, but at the mm. same time, the caricature is, you know, when people say, well, give and test God, right? See what he's going to mm-hmm. do. It's like, well, I don't know if that's the best yeah. reason to right, give. Right. We read, we read Malachi and he's like, don't you know, I'm going to increase your storehouse. And we're like, yes, the storehouse on my bank account, let's go. Um, but I think we don't, we forget it so easily, Kyle, because our own hearts play tricks on us. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My own, my own heart is not bent to, uh, go, you know, God, I just want you to use this to make me more like you. When I give, there's that little part of me that, that sometimes is like, and this is going to make it to where God's going to be faithful back to me. Mm. But God is not a formula. He created you. He is the creator. You cannot create this formula that he has to submit to. No, everything that he has created, you submit to because you're the creature. And so I think giving helps us to submit to our creatureliness, mm. um, which can be so difficult. I'll, I'll close with a story. Uh, it's kind of humorous, kind of sad, uh, but it's kind of, and if you guys want to have a story as well, you can share it, uh, but we'll wrap up here soon. And um, my story comes from when I was uh, I was in a church that was a little bit more uh, charismatic leaning, and I'd actually just torn my ACL, um, and I really wanted to play my senior year of, of high school soccer. Mm. And so I remember um, I was working at a gym at the time, and so I, you know, I was doing okay for like some, you know, 18-year-old kid, and, and um, so I'm working, and and I go to church that that week. I'm going to church in crutches. I I, um, I haven't had surgery yet. And I remember the, the pastor saying something like, you know, sow a seed of faith. I want you to think of a Bible verse. And I want you to, whatever that Bible verse represents, I want you to give according to it. And I want you to give the number of that Bible verse, if that makes sense. I'll, it'll make more sense when I say it here in a second. And so what I was like, I was like, well, Isaiah 53 he was uh, pierced for my transgressions. He was crushed for my iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him. And I thought, oh, if I want healing, let me go ahead and I'm going to give $53.40 or something like that, whatever the verse was. I know it was Isaiah 53. Mm-hmm. And so I gave that specific amount. And I was like, I was like, God, please heal me. God, please heal me. And I tried. I tried to boil God down to a formula, yep. and and the reality was, that or literally like a lottery ticket. Like literally, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my numbers are fifty three <laughs> forty one. Like that, that's what it's gonna be. That's the winning number that brings healing. Yes, because no one had told me that God is far more interested in the healing of my soul mm-hmm. than He is in the healing of my body. That's good. God is God is way more interested in me being healthy in terms of not full of pride and not greedy and not about my own business. And he's far more about me being uh, uh, generous and, and grateful. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so as we think about giving and as we think about tithing, um, I just want to you know ask any closing thoughts, any call to action that you well, might have. I think I, I have a question is that is so for young adults, college students that have jobs, that are maybe working full-time or maybe working part-time jobs as they can because they're in school. Um, not to call anybody out, but what is your model for giving, for tithing? And how is that one that you could say, hey, if you're out, if you're listening to this and you find yourself in that position, you're in school, try to get money as you can, or you're working a f- full-time job, 
here's how I approach it and how I or how I try to approach it. What would you have advice wise for for somebody like that? Um, I think we're supposed to give. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just joking. Sorry, Sudar, so go for it. I think ultimately we have to start at the heart for sure, and we have to ask ourselves, okay, the purpose of my life is to glorify God. I'm called to deny myself, take up my cross, and follow him, and we're yeah. called to invest in the kingdom and live for that. And so I think it's remembering, okay, you know, if I have a part-time job as a college student or, you know, I'm trying to make some amount of money, maybe that's paying off student debt. Maybe it's so you can go out. Um, you know, have dinner at Waffle House at midnight, you know, like we always do on Friday nights as a college student. <laughs> um, but maybe it's like thinking about, okay, how am I using my money? How am I stewarding it well? Yeah. Because I think for all of us, we'll, we'll, I think it's easy for us to forget how much we spend our money on, um, especially on things we want. Mm. And then we start forgetting, wait a second, I'm, I, I'm willing to spend my money on this. And then we had to ask ourselves, am I willing to spend that same amount of money on the kingdom? Um, like, for example, um, I think for a lot of us, you know, we're always like, hey, you want to go out to Chili's? Chili's is our stop, it seems like, for a college ministry. Uh, it's like, I don't do know for how long, because <laughs> I did hear there was a student that got food poisoning. That's so true. I don't know oh. if y'all need to keep going to Chili's. That's fair. That's a good point. You did go to Chili's, though, so what did you really <laughs> want? I'm just kidding. They have really good salmon. They have really, really good salmon. I wanted to hate on them, but then I was like, that was a really good meal that I had last time I went to Chili's. So, yeah. And this episode has been sponsored by Chili's uh, Bar and Grill. <laughs> Uh, anyhow, uh, sorry. Yeah, so, no, yeah. so you when you go out to Chili's soon, but it's thinking like if I'm gonna go out to Chili's on Sunday night and spend twenty dollars, and it's at, and then you need to ask yourself, okay, am I willing instead to spend twenty dollars on maybe buying a meal for someone who needs a meal mm. on the street? Am I willing to give this money to the church in order to keep funding ministry, keep supporting our leadership, so they can continue equipping the saints for the work of ministry? I think it's the perspective we have in our minds. It's like, what are we giving towards? What matters at the end of the day? Um, then also recognizing how much we're giving to our own cause. Do you think one of the hard things with that is that people have been trained to go into church, always looking what the church can do for them. Mm -hmm. So then tithing so, yeah. is like, wait, hang on a second. It's like, wait, yeah, what am I supposed oh, to Wait, <laughs> hang on. For the longest time, it's been what you offer me, not what I offer you. Mm -hmm. So so how do you navigate that and go like, this is a responsibility of me mm -hmm. to the church and not just Lakes Church. We're, we're not talking about that. We're talking about the, you know, Catholic Church as as you you know the theological term or the universal church not the specific denomination Catholic Church but like the universal church is what we're talking about Christ's bride for that is why I'm giving and so like how do you how do you like view that as like this is what I offer hmm. um again kind of we have to get out of that consumeristic mindset the church is for the church is just there to entertain us that we come to a Sunday service just to see what we can get um, but rather know if we remember you know according to scripture especially in the book of Acts um, where the church gathers together to pray together to fellowship with one another to be encouraged in the word and to continue in the spread in the mission of the spread of the gospel um, with each other um, I think we recognize again we have to live for the kingdom of God what are we living for mm. and then we also recognize um, you know if you're, if you're struggling with that mindset of how, how do I get out of this mindset of, oh, church is for me, not I'm actually a part of the church serving the body as well. Um, I think we also just need to remember that Paul does call us and he commands us. You know, the Holy Spirit teaches us that we are to give to the church, um, again, to further the spread of ministry. Paul talks about 
in First uh, Timothy five eighteen. Um, he says, you know, for the scripture says, you shall not muzzle an ox when it treads out the grain, and the laborer deserves his wages. What he's talking about, how is that for the people who are laboring in ministry for your sake and leadership over you, you know, we're called to support them so they can continue to shepherd and lead us, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah. And so I, I think for the college student, just wondering, okay, you know, what does it mean to actually give? I, I think at the end of the day, it means recognizing that I am called first and foremost, to glorify Christ with everything. I'm not called to live for myself. Um, and I, I think the American dream pollutes this even more and just it, it ensnares us yeah. in this mindset of, it's oh, it's about how much money can I make? How much can I succeed? When at the end of the day, God is saying, no, how much can we give for him? Yeah. How much can we live for his glory? How can we make his name great and his name famous? Yeah. I think do do we recognize what this is all for? Do mm-hmm. we recognize what this is all about? And so I have, and so I have two thoughts to the question. And, and uh, first thought is, uh, well, let's just say this is having established a cheerful heart, having said like, okay, God, I want you to, to um, take my finances, how you see fit. Uh, I, I do, I, I give in two ways. And this is kind of weird to talk about how I give, but I'll just do it anyways. Um, first thing I do is kind of like the tithe idea, right? Like, so I'll, I'll go into my bank account and I'll actually look at what, cause my, my, uh, income is different every week. Um, it is. And so whether it's based on trainings and sales and things like that. And so, so, um, I'll go into my bank account and I will look, okay, cumulatively for this month, what did I make? Um, and then I'll just basically, I will take 10% of that. I will add it all together and I'll take 10%. And then I like to, to say, okay, Lord, like, I know that this is kind of bare minimum, if you will, like, God, this is what you, you're asking me to give, but is, do you want anything else? Like, mm-hmm. do you want me to give in any other way? And sometimes a number will pop in my head. Sometimes, uh, you know, a uh, uh, a idea of like, well, what if you did this, you know, tomorrow kind of idea, or, or I want you to, yes, I want you to give this 10% to the church, but, but you know, this ministry that you saw, you know, over here, I want you to, to don't, you know, give to that. Or you have a friend who is, who is, you know, going on a mission trip, let's give to that. And so, so that's kind of what I do. In, in a more systematic way, if I was to put some sort of system, not necessarily formula, but some sort of system on it, that's what I do there. And then secondly, you got to look for the spontaneous options, yeah. right? The spontaneous moments where, where maybe this Holy Spirit's beckoning you, hey, whip out your wallet right now, check what you have, and give it to this person. And don't ask the question of, is this going to be a wise decision? And I'm not, I'm not saying that people should, mm-hmm. should make reckless spending decisions, yeah. but at the same time, like you noted, Sundar, what is our life really worth apart from building the kingdom of God? Mm-hmm. Like, am I, am I so naive to think that, that I again can, can use this money in a way that, that God cannot absolutely multiply. Yeah. Um, and so, so look for the spontaneous options, whether it is the paying for your friend's meal. I'll tell you this. I have never, ever once, and this is, I don't know if this is something anybody could live by, but I have never, ever once regretted paying for the person in front of me's meal ever, Amen. Yeah. ever. Yeah. Every single time I'm like, wow, I'm so thankful I did that because mm-hmm. I thought I really needed that extra $10, but God really wanted me to, to give this yeah. to this other person. Absolutely. And so, and so look for the spontaneous options. That's good. Um, and so we end with this idea that, that, um, we must give cheerfully because God loves a cheerful giver. Um, and, and so let's, let's give trusting that God is able to do far more abundantly than we can ask, think, or imagine. And I think we will be so grateful we did, like Paul tells us we will be in Second Corinthians 9. So go give.